damn, I don't know how you did it, but that is so good. Welcome to the AfterSpark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Alice. And I'm Spex. And today we're going to be talking about episode number 29, the Insecticon Syndrome. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Sure. And today on the Transformers, B, Beachcomber and Hound are racing over a road full of potholes. (laughs) Potholes? No, potholes. (laughs) Once they arrive at their destination, a park ranger explains that some trees are super chewed up. Beachcomber realizes that, obviously, this was caused by the Insecticons as they like to numb on trees. The ranger has doubts. TM. He finds giant alien robot bugs unbelievable, but, 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 sir, sir, you were brought here in a giant alien robot car, so I have to ask, what is the difference? Who knows? Good question. <laughs> Speaking of, the Insecticons are in a cave complaining about how hungry they are, and they decide to step out for a bite to eat. Does a redwood sound like a good snack to you? Because it sounds like one to them. They are observed eating trees by yet another park ranger. Who also finds this unbelievable? You guys live in a world with giant robots. <laughs> and considering the Insecticons have apparently been around for quite a long time. Yeah, that, that they are even more unbelievable is weird. <laughs> God, maybe they're cryptids. Oh lord, I hope so. <laughs> I don't understand why, you know, the Insecticons don't don't just eat all of the trees if they're hungry. I mean, they're just kind of taking little bites out of them. Little nibbles. Just the tasty bits. Just the bits! Park Ranger number two calls Park Ranger number one and tells him that he sees giant figments eating trees. Yes, I know they have actual names. Trust me, we don't care. (laughs) They don't show up in any other episodes. No, they don't. Alright, so Beachcomber gets all philosophical for a moment. And says that the Insecticons uh, probably think the humans are figments, too. <laughs> this is a fun pod. Our bots head off. And elsewhere, the Insecticons are out flying around looking for the Insecticons. Because, of course they are. <laughs> and Starscream says that he doesn't trust the Insecticons. Pot, kettle, you know the shtick. Megatron says that he'll kill them himself once they've served their purpose. The Insecticons do seem to be enjoying their prime slabs of redwood. Poor park ranger number two almost gets a tree dropped on him before meeting up with the bots and ranger number one. A fight breaks out, as you do. You're a pacifist, beachcomber. Not when nature is involved. <gasps> and then the Insecticons Indiana Jones an entire tree at the Autobots and company? That tree is big enough that once they ran into the river, it should have stayed on the banks and gone over them, but, um, yeah. What would this show be without the drama, really? The Autobots and uh, their human companions run to the edge of the waterfall and then are knocked off by the entire tree. So we're led to believe, but as funny as this shot was, uh, we'll later see this was an illusion by Hound, who was one of the people with him. Yep. The two sets of cons finally meet up, with Megatron complimenting the Insecticons on their work. Starscream says that maybe they should leave them then, but when the Insecticons insult Megatron, he's surprisingly ready to throw down, despite just insulting him. It's Starscream. (laughs) Megatron is rather civil right now, actually telling Starscream to calm down. Below the lip of the waterfall, the Autobots are standing on a handy ledge. I'm surprised the the Insecticons didn't see them, but whatever. (laughs) 
they don't know how to look down. They saw them fly off. It's fine. They're dead. <laughs> so the Autobots are standing on this ledge and they overhear Megatron bribing the Insecticons with food so that they'll do something for him. He wants them to eat all the energy at a power plant and get strong enough to break into a facility called Iron Mountain. Sounds ominous. At the Ark, Optimus, Ironhide, Jazz, Inferno, Ratchet, and Wheeljack head out to stop the cons. At the power plant, the cons take out some attack helicopters that are on hand for some reason. Megatron spotting Optimus's convoy is then extremely ready for a two versus five fight. Never let it be said that Megatron lacks confidence. Uh-huh. Confidence? Is that what we're calling it now? And I mean, it did end up being a four against five fight as Laserbeak and Buzzsaw join into the fray as well, but still, they're outnumbered. Yeah, and I mean, Inferno takes out Laserbeak almost immediately. So uh, Then we see two choppers fall from the sky, uh, you know, that are being piloted by people. These are not transforming robots. Mm -hmm. Those people are definitely dead. <laughs> or at least they should be. According to the next scene, no. Being in a children's show has saved their lives. It's a miracle. Well, statistically, they should be dead. <laughs> Jazz saves two of the humans that were trapped in one of the downed helicopter while Inferno overzealously tries to put out the fire. Basically, he gets buried in, like, fire foam. <laughs> yep. The Insecticons begin feeding on electricity and get swole. <sighs> Super swole. So now that they're huge, they're ready to assert their dominance over Megatron. <laughs> Outside, Soundwave has this... His stethoscope thing <laughs> against the wall and says the Insecticons plot treason. To which the Insecticons Kool-Aid man their way out of the wall and then poor Soundwave is soundly menaced and implanted with a Cerebro shell. Hound, Beachcomber, Bee, and Spike show up on site. Optimus has no luck stopping the Decepticons and says it's all up to Ironhide and Wheeljack now. And then we cut to them and they're climbing two really tall towers. Why, you may ask? Why? So this next scene can happen. They are now sitting ducks for the Insecticons who attack them both. Wheeljack is pulled out from uh, his fallen tower because, uh... They knocked it over. Yeah. And Ironhide is doused with fire retardant foam that apparently helped with the electricity that is currently giving him problems due to uh, the previously mentioned Insecticon attack. That's how that works. I guess. The Autobots retreat. Ironhide and Wheeljack get tossed into Prime's trailer. Spike must have brought his own gun this time, because he definitely has a gun. The Autobots got tired of him stealing theirs, so clearly they built him one. <laughs> you know, give that to that, what, 14-year-old, 16-year-old, whatever. I think you're right. They, how are the teenager? Let's just go with the teenager, because I legitimately can't remember what our consensus was right now. I'm pretty sure you proved he was 14, but this... I think you're right. Because <laughs> I'm the one who thought he was older, initially. But then again, it's like, how much time has passed? Yeah. Does a season equal a year? Is he 15 now? I don't know. Let's give the teenager a gun. <laughs> yeah. Back at the arc, as the hurt bots are getting patched up, Spike reaches the conclusion that the power of the Insecticons age is incompatible with their systems. Okay, I- No, there's no way Spike should have known that. Either Carly or Perceptor had to have told him that. They had to have. Or Chip, if Chip was there. True. Chip also, I think, would have been able to figure it out, but I think, think we've seen Chip for a while. Yeah. Alright, so the Insecticons are going to come down with a super bad case of explosions. You know, to put it in layman's terms. It seems as though the folks running the Iron Mountain facility may have brought this upon themselves, though, uh, when we cut to the location later. 
as they have painted their building a sort of silvery purple, and we all know what that means. Yep, Soundwave is still under the influence of the Insecticons, which means that they overhear Megatron's plans to off them once they break into Iron Mountain for him. Cutting back to the Autobots, the Autobots talk about if the Insecticons uh, get inside, they'll blow up the entire facility. Yes, but why is this important? What kind of facility is this? We're not told! <laughs> Apparently some kind of, I don't know, I imagine it's a government weapons facility or something, but who knows. And on that happy note, we go to commercials. Yeah. Uh, back at Iron Mountain, the humans batten down the hatches and send out laser beams hiding in secret compartments. <laughs> These are, like, really old computers. Some of them seem like the kind that involve reels of tape. Yeah, very old computers. I can't help but think this was their Decepticon security system, though. Maybe. These lasers are also pretty powerful for something made by humans. Megatron and Starscream end up flat on their backs. And now it's time for science, with Wheeljack and Ratchet as they try to create an antidote for the Insecticons. Are you sure putting Wheeljack in charge of not causing explosions is the best idea here? Ah, <sighs> back in the fray, the Insecticons uh, complain about indigestion, which... For giant metal insects is a bit ominous. <laughs> <laughs> Especially given the whole, they're going to come down with a sudden case of the explosions. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but, you know, Megatron gives no fucks. He doesn't. Shrapnel takes control of the lasers and then turns them against the humans. The Autobots arrive and Megatron tells the Insecticons to deal with them. One of the downsides of bringing your squishy buddy into battle is that, when you, is that you have to shield them with your big-ass metal body when things go south. <sighs> yeah. Which is what Ironhide has to do for Spike. Yeah. The bots have to dig their way out of a rock slide caused by the Insecticons. More gun is obviously the solution we need according to Optimus, who shoots the rocks off of them, too. Yep, that's how that works. <laughs> More gun solves everything, even if you're the good guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Megatron and Soundwave have made it into Iron Mountain's main computer. Soundwave breaks into the computer with psychic powers, and Megatron orders the other cons to destroy the Insecticons. Bombshell knows what's up and hits Starscream with a Cerebro shell. He then attempts to do this with Megatron, but Megs just catches it and says nobody's getting in his head. And then I'm way too amused with how well this meshes up with Lost Light Megs, but carry on. When Megatron stomps on the shell, Bombshell freaks out. I can't tell if this, like, causes him physical pain or if he's just upset. Probably just dramatic. Yeah, that sounds about right. And Megatron goes to uh, shoot him, but is tackled by Optimus, lest, you know, Megatron cause Bombshell to explode. Hello, sexual tension, my old friend. The Insecticons fly off uh, to get the data that Soundwave has collected from the computer, because if you'll remember, there's he's still under there. Are you just gonna eat it? Do you have something to put it in? Are you going to absorb it? What the hell is even your plan? What the hell is even the plot? Big bugs eat lots of shit, get tummy ache, and go boom! Keep up, Spex! <laughs> <laughs> the Insecticons must have wanted the complete trine as all three Seekers uh, are now under mind control and attack uh, Megatron and Optimus on the Insecticons' command. They dive behind some rocks, and Megatron asks Prime why he stopped him from destroying those six-legged liabilities. Short answer, lots of boom. Keep up, Megatron! Apparently, even under control, the Seekers have some form of self-preservation because they run away when Megatron shoots at them and tells them all. It must be very deeply ingrained. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ratchet and Wheeljack show up with the antidote, and Megatron is down for curing the Insecticons of it. He said he's gonna shoot them again. That sounds right, but uh, either that or he's missed the point entirely because he shoots at them immediately once they catch up with them in Soundwave in the computer room. The Insecticons complain about the stomach aches, but still shoot Megatron through a wall. <laughs> Spike says they've only got 30 seconds before the Insecticons explode. Spike. From where do you get this arcane knowledge? But now for my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> they have 30 seconds to live, and Optimus picks up, picks up Megatron, shakes him around a bit, and tells him he needs to transform. 30 seconds, and this is how he chooses to use his time. But then he picks Megatron up bridal style and transforms him manually. I didn't know they could even do that. Apparently they can. <laughs> Apparently they can. <laughs> Optimus then loads the antidote into Megatron and uses him to shoot it at the Insecticons. Insert sexual tension joke here. He hits Bombshell in short order. Kickback then tries to escape with Soundwave, but Optimus shoots, and they go plummeting to the floor. It has been a day for Soundwave? For Soundwave. Yep, and we're down to the last Insecticon and the last ten seconds. Shrapnel shoots everybody down, but Spike climbs up on him and throws the vial in of antidote into his conveniently placed stomach hatch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Soundwave gets electrocuted, which apparently wipes his memory of all the data he'd collected. And then shrapnel still explodes. He's in pieces. Like literal pieces. But Bombshell pulls out a gun, shoots it, and this reassembles shrapnel. So the answer is more gun. <laughs> <laughs> the three Insecticons then uh, bug out with the Insecticons following shortly after. We end with a dumb joke from Spike and everybody laughs. That two-frame laugh cycle. Join us next time for the day the oil takers went rogue! And that's not even getting into the computer that Megatron sticks his dick in. You think I'm kidding. You all think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. I have pictures. <laughs> Yes, I took them! Yes! She did! I'm not kidding! It's a real mindfuck. It is! Uh, we have two wildcard fic recommendations by Elves today. So, uh, my two for today, is, the first one is called Together We're Stable by Little Miss Sweetgrass. IDW, G, it is Slash, it involves Soundwave and Cosmos. Our characters are Cosmos, Rescue, Sunstreaker, Beachcomber, Soundwave, Rumble, and Frenzy. In summary, Cosmos goes to his medic's office to ask an important question. As a mech with spark damage, can he ever form a conjunct's Endura bond? It is a one-shot. It's part of the same Cosmo Coswave stuff I've been recommending that's part of a series, though. So, don't necessarily need to read the other stuff, but this will make a hell of a lot more sense if you, re -re if you read Chronic first. And my other one is... Transubstantiation completed? Uh, transubstantiation. Thank you. That one. Uh, contemplated. Yes, I'm saying that right. By Murphilly. It's Shattered Glass. It's G. It's Jen. There are no pairings. Our characters are Soundwave, Ratbat, and Ravage. And in summary, Soundwave receives an old friend and is driven to find a way to help him. And it's a one-shot. It's very short. Uh, Murphilly has done a bunch of, like, Shattered Glass stuff, and I've read a lot of it, but I quite like this one. Uh, Ratbat's not a dick uh, in Shattered Glass, if you're used to IDW. 
Brad that. Just, you know. <laughs> yep. And we have to say that? Yep. Uh, our recommendation for today is Jam Night. They have a Tumblr, a Twitter, and a DeviantArt we will be linking to. I like them because, holy fuck, they have the swooshiest, cuddliest Transformers I have ever seen in my entire life. And I want to hug them all. Today we've linked to Art of Ravage playing with a laser pointer, a cat daddy sound wave, and Gardner's sound wave. Not sound wave. And Gardner's shockwave. So I highly recommend them. Their stuff is super adorable. Um, we will link to it. A lot of their stuff tends to be IDW slash D1. So, you know, that kind of thing. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowfork as AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, in various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcasts such as AO3, iTunes, Google, Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube, just to name a few. Till next time, I'm Spex. And I'm Els. Toodles. Hi guys, Els here with a bit of a correction. Uh, we call our fan artist for today Jam Knight, but they are actually called Jam Bandit on all of their social media but DeviantArt, including Tumblr. I'm not entirely sure I missed this when I was making the notes for this, but this is my mistake and I apologize. So if you want to see some adorable Transformers, go check out Jam Bandit. <laughs>